Welcome to episode two of the Tri-State Sports Podcast. It is Monday, May 24th. Um, we had a little scheduling conflict yesterday. Somebody wanted to be Chris Kyle out there uh, going and paintballing. So we were going to be here Sunday, but it worked out. We got we can review the Knicks game from yesterday. We got a lot of talked about. We got Knicks. We got Islanders. We got baseball. We'll throw in some nets. Um, but let's introduce my fellow trio uh, here. We got Franny Daddy Hacks. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Doing real good today. Yeah. How you feeling? Sorry about the whole uh, miscommunication for yesterday with the. With <laughs> yeah, the but how was paintball though? Did you? Dominate? Oh, paintball was awesome. A lot of yeah, fun. So. Uh, dominated like usual, like yeah. in anything that I do. So totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, and then we have Mr. Arizona himself. Uh, he looks like he just woke up, but he's going to bring the energy like he's been up for four days. But anyway, here we go. Mr. Anthony Ambrosino, how are you, sir? Optimistic, Josh. Ooh. I am optimistic. You see, you watched the Knicks yesterday. Julius doesn't have a good game. RJ doesn't really have a good game. And ultimately, they lose at the buzzer. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a buzzer beater per se, but they lost at the buzzer. And, um, yeah, they showed me that they can definitely win this series. And a lot of guys gave contribution with the starting lineup not really getting it done. So optimistic would be the one word for me today. I have a quick question. Yeah. How much do you hate Trey Young? Because I Uh, honestly despise him. I can't stand – watching him play basketball is just not enjoyable. I mean, he's great. He's so gifted. He's smooth. He moves well. He's so shifty. say about his game. Yeah, but – the fact that, that that fourth quarter, oh, what do you have, nine, ten free throws, and he didn't have one going into that quarter? It was crazy. Everything was a foul, and it was sickening. You, the refs let him play all game. They got to let him play then, too. And honestly, the refing was atrocious yesterday. Yeah, the refing was bad. Uh, not a lot of calls going the next way. And by the way, can he calm down with the with the shushing everybody? You won one game. It's game <laughs> yeah. one. You're the Atlanta you, Hawks. Yeah, and you're probably pissed off every neck now. So they're going to come back with a vengeance. They only lost by two. They, they're they just a fun team to watch, as I, as I said last week. Um, but calm down, Trey. All right? It's a long fucking series. So what about what about Tibbs going to Frank Nilakita in that final, you know, seconds where he's probably one of your better defenders. He's quick. Um, but, I mean, Trey Young just put him on skates, and it was – there was no help. There was no help low, nothing at all. And he just basically just said, guard him one-on-one and, you know, try to stop him. And the Knicks just couldn't get it done um, towards the end. And then that god-awful inbound play to a guy who, <laughs> okay, yeah, he's your best player, but he wasn't yesterday. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with who got the ball or him being hot or not. Coming out of a timeout, you have to draw up something better than that. He yes. never, He didn't even get it. He didn't get the ability to get a shot off because it was a lob pass he, by Burks. So yeah. by the time he went up to get the ball, there was no way he was going to be able to catch, turn, and shoot that with 0.9 mm-hmm. seconds left. Yeah, he's facing so, the wrong way. Yeah, and and it was basically like a post-up jump ball type pass. It, it, that was disappointing to see. The Nidalekina wow, thing was not necessarily surprising to see him go in, but he, wasn't, he didn't have a flow for the game, and – 
he wasn't I don't I don't know he hasn't he didn't play since that one series he had in the first half. Yeah. Granted though, if it works and he does get the stop, makes a play, we're praising how yeah. brilliant it is. So I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback here. Mm-hmm. But that that being you can't, said, and, yeah, and no, we no, can't and we can't really take away from what Tom Thibodeau has done. Yeah. And how great of a coach he's been just because of the one shitty oh, decision inbound play yeah. that he drew up. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And he put them, I mean, look, they were in a two point, a two point game down with the shot to tie it. And they're arguable two best players. I don't know. I mean, Derek Rose is right there, but their two best starters in Barrett and Randall were horrible offensively. Yeah. They did not shoot well at all. So if they just do a mediocre job, they win that game by 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you lose by two and your two best players don't really have their best game. So you could be optimistic on that front, like Amber said earlier. Um, And it's one game, you know, a lot of these guys haven't really played in the playoffs either. So it's a learning experience for them, but they'll be fine. I got a good feeling. How about that old bunk yesterday though? Yeah. That 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 got the crowd electrified. It was sick. Yeah, Both rookies a, played well. Toppin, yeah, Toppin, yeah. Toppin hit a three earlier too. He he played hard on D, and then quickly was just electric. Yeah. I mean, everything he did was full speed, and it was full throttle. It was to the hoop. It was away from the hoop, drilling threes. I mean, he he was everywhere, and he looked like Doing he everything. wanted the big moment. And he was same thing with. I mean, what about Alex Burks? We can talk. About I mean, about how Alex. how he long have we been talking about him though? Me and you have been talking about Alec Burks since the beginning of the year, and it's just like, what can yeah, this guy no, really not do? No, he was he was awesome yesterday, and you just have you'll have to factor in that Bullock will eventually make a few threes. I mean, he's a better shooter than that. Yeah, and uh, it just leads to again, like we talked about Randall and Barrett, but Bullock too. He he didn't do anything. Mm. No- Noel mm. was all right, but. Uh, Let's hope he's you, not you know, you're not really either. expecting him to score. Yeah, but he got hurt. But Taj Gibson, I mean, he was the whole reason they mm-hmm. even had a chance at the end with yeah. the way he was grabbing rebounds. I was talking about it yesterday, and um, the reason why the Knicks can stay in games like that is because of their defense. How many times did you see them go down the court and just not score? Maybe like four or five possessions in a row to where if their defense was horrible – they would have been down a quick 30 like it was nothing. Yeah, that game could have got away from them quick. The way Very they quick. The ball, especially that mm-hmm. first unit. Like, that that first unit almost didn't play the entire second quarter because of how ice cold they were early. So I 100% agree with that. The defense kept them in the game, allowed them to never uh, fall too far behind. And, and they did eventually take a lead in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't last long, but they, they did take a lead. That game just didn't have – they, they just didn't have it in that game offensively. That's just what it was. And, I mean, Trey Young was great, but they did slow down John Collins, and he's going to be a big part of the series. So if the, they got to keep doing a good job on him. Johnny Collins. So, so the Knicks starting down. five, the Knicks starting five went three for 17. In, no, no, in what? On three point from three. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> Randall was like 6 of 21, so. Don't yeah, question Randall stats. was 6 of 23, and he was 2 from 6 from the 3. Bullock was 0 for 5, oh. um, and RJ Barrett was 1 for 6. So, it's just, if you're 
I'm not taking anything away from the Knicks. The Knicks should have won that game, yes, 100%. Like you said, if Randall comes out and he plays like Randall's been playing all year, the Knicks win that game by 20, 15, whatever. Because of how great their defense played yesterday. Um, but the yeah, fact that he didn't play well and they still only lost by two. It's a loss because it's it's a it's a huge loss. You want to get that first win out of the way. Especially, especially at home. At home, yep. And at home. When you don't have a guys who, who had that playoff experience, you get that first one out of the way. It changes the series completely, I think. Yep. You want to yeah. – uh, I do agree, but at the same time, I'm 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 not worried. Like I said, I'm optimistic, and oh, I, I'm not I still feel that way. Like they still have to lose. You know, they they did lose the home field, but or the home court, whatever. But <laughs> at the same that? token, at the same token, all they have to do is win the series. Like it's one game. Like that. That's not. It's not like yeah. the Hawks came out and beat their bricks off. And so I'm I'm not really worried about it at all. Uh, it would have been nice to get the win especially in a struggle game, you get that win when you don't play good. That's a sign of good teams. But at the same time, they're right there. And there's no reason that I don't believe they can beat that team in four games. No way. Can we talk about Derek Rose for a second? Sick hair. Didn't even know he had long hair until I watched yesterday. When did, he, where did played, that come from? he played fantastic <laughs> yesterday. He had a, a couple bad turnovers. Yeah, the, which, the whole team did. Yeah. And what about that Noel block and Julius just went to dribble and, and he just took a yeah. left turn on him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't look like clean, clean basketball, but it was a fun no. game to watch. I was locked yeah. in the whole in t- the whole game. And it was Yeah, no, me too. So I was fun. standing for the last seven and a half yeah, minutes. So I, I mean you, there was just it was just everything about it. The the garden atmosphere, we have to give the fans who went there a yes, lot of credit they too. They job. were they were pumped up. You could hear that building uh, probably from the Barclays in their empty building. You could hear them, but it was incredible to see the crowd and like, just feel it. Like Spike Lee going nuts on the sideline. Always good to see, (laughs) always enjoyable. And he's going to pull something. Yeah. My God, Spike. Better. I don't know. It just felt right. Like it was, it was good to see it. It's it's just been so long since we've seen that. So it's like, it was electric to just watch. Like, imagine – I couldn't even imagine being there. And it was a lot of fun. Joe and I were talking yesterday about it, and, like, we were, like – while we were paintball, and we were, like, yo, we should just go to the game. <laughs> and we you tried should've. to find tickets, and it was just – you couldn't. But – No, yeah, there's not there's not going to be tickets. People it would are, have been, been electric. Should have went and yeah, scal- oh, I scalped some tickets outside of MSG. Come on. <laughs> no, there's you no really one – everyone wants to be there right now. Yeah, it's, well, it's the and the Knicks are, Knicks are always a hot ticket, no matter if they're good yep. or bad. So now that they're good, prices are going to be way up. Everybody's going to be trying to get in. But, yes, they did bring a great atmosphere. Um, they kept, like, panning out to the crowd shots, and everybody was into it. It was just good to see. It's good to see fans back in the building for sports. Um, and, yeah, and they got game two on Wednesday, so – which I thought it'd be Tuesday, but I guess they give them a couple days off. I don't yeah. really get this NBA it's schedule. It's basketball. It's um, basketball. They so, always just mix in. Yeah. Here or there. It's ridiculous. Um, it, it, what takes hockey to get like a month and a half to get through? Basketball finals will be over in July. Yeah. So let's uh, hope they have a better showing. I think that, I mean, not that they had a bad showing, but, you know, the offense. No, we just want to get a win. More. Let's win a game. Get a win at home, and then you go to Atlanta and steal a couple yeah um, i mean they're gonna have to obviously steal a couple in atlanta mm-hmm. and i think if they win on wednesday i think this series um in atlanta the two games in atlanta 
As long as they take one. Yeah, you need to take both. You got no. you got to win you Wednesday win and then one. take one in Atlanta. And well, then you win get Wednesday and split. That's it. Yep. That's it. And then you have home court right back. Yes, you get it back. And it's a best of three with the team who, I mean, I don't necessarily know if they're better than, but who they were better than in the regular season this year. So yeah. I'm not going to say they're not. What did I say than. last week? What did he say? Next for three and zero against the Hawks mm-hmm. all year. That's right. So that's right. That Bogdanovich oh. knocks down some big shots, though. Big. That oh, was a good was... credit. The one where had a fun name to say. That was Barrett, right? Who who kind of mishandled the ball and it landed right into his hands, and he just buried that three. I think that yeah. was like such a dagger to the Knicks, and it was just like like just hold on to the ball. That's every it. time the Knicks pulled the away, ball. that's it. Every time they took a lead and tried to pull away, Bogdanovich three, Bogdanovich yeah, three, clutch. Bogdanovich three. Every single time. All right, Knicks up seven. Boom. Next thing you know, Bogdanovich three. And the the a big turning point was at the end of the third quarter. The Hawks went on a little run to to close the gap and tie the game. And then that ten one run in the fourth quarter late was yeah. killer. And the Knicks, yeah. give them credit, they did battle back. But, oh, man, it, even if that's a 10-5 run, they're still in the driver's seat. Also, shout out to Bogdanovich's parents for naming him Bogdan. And then his last name is Bogdanovich. So it's B-O-G-D-A-N, B-O-G-D-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Like, what, is, <laughs> what goes through the parents' minds when they're naming their kid that? Not, that's great. But maybe in that country, people are loving it. I don't yeah, know. But- Bogdan's uh, like John over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the Knicks they showed up. They showed a good fight. Let's win game two. Uh, I guess we should talk about the Nets, who kind of easily before beat. before we hop into the Nets. Yeah, but, yeah. But back to the Knicks, just real quick. If, just back to the Knicks. If the Knicks want to make a statement, they'll come out and they'll beat the Hawks by fifteen on Wednesday. Yeah. I just don't just think, to show I that think, we're real. Like we're a real team. I, I agree that that would be nice. I just don't think any of those the games in that series are going to be blowouts just because both defensive teams, teams, they're right? so even. Yeah. They're yeah. so even. Like, that whole game was back and forth. Like, uh, position for position, they're not necessarily even, but the amount of skill that they have and the way that they work and play defense, and they're, they're, it's a good series. It's a really – it's going to be a fun, yeah. gut-punching series for whichever team loses, and – you know, hopefully it's at least a long series and we could and we could win it. I, I still yeah. believe that we can. It's one game. I, yeah. It's one game. You lost it's, by two in nothing. one game. We're right there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, exactly. So, yeah, let's touch on the Nets a little bit. Uh, they beat the Celtics 104-93. I think they were down early, right? Um, and then they yeah. kind of rallied late. The big three did their thing. Um, the big played, three did everything. Yeah, everything. They, they which, is, up, like, F- which is their thing, though. Yeah, I, they put to do up everything. Like Eighty or ninety points yeah. out of like, so I Durant had like thirty-two. Two the guys, mm-hmm. Durant had thirty-two. Uh, Kyrie had twenty-nine, and Harden had twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. The rest of their That's team, crazy. the rest of their team, Blake Griffin had one, Harris yeah. had ten, Claxton had six, Green had three, and it's just like yeah, but Griffin had a plus one. Digits. Griffin had a plus one, so net positive, doing his <laughs> job. <laughs> And he played 20 minutes, and he only had one. <laughs> because exactly. they don't need anyone else to score. They, really they literally don't. It was one other guy in double digits, and it's because Joe Harris can shoot. Right. So if he's open, he just shoots. Yep. And uh, he's so, good at it. So yeah. So that's pretty much going to be what they're going to rely on, obviously, the big three. 
Um, I don't really know too much else about that game. I don't know they didn't bury the three ball as much as yeah. they usually do. Um, like KD went one for eight from the three. Um, Kyrie two for eight, and Harden two for eight. So yeah, I just and think it took them a little bit longer to get going than they would have liked. But I don't, I don't think they ever stressed or thought they were going to lose the game because, just like me, I bet they feel like they're not going to lose the game. So once they got going, they knew they were going to take over. I mean, it was a closer game than I would have thought. But without Jalen Brown, like the Celtics have no chance of winning that series. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets win their, their next game by 25. I, I honestly wouldn't. Right, because yeah. as Francis just mentioned, they didn't really shoot well from three, still one by 11. So imagine they get hot. It's, I don't think it's much of a series either. Um, it's just crazy to watch them play basketball together. It's yeah. just like – it's like not fair. It's just an all-star team pretty much. All-star yeah, but it three. is nice though. It, it's also nice to watch because it's just beautiful basketball. The ball moves so well. The players move so well. Everything's yeah. going to the right spot. And then it's just fluid. Like when Kevin Durant rises, you just put two points on the board. You just know he's going to score. It, it, it's it's a good game to watch. I, I know it's frustrating and annoying, and especially well, as a Knicks fan, like you wanted to, like no matter what you say, you wanted Durant and Kyrie Irving. So you could criticize yeah. it being a super team, but that's literally what we wanted going into the off season. Yeah. So it, it, you just gotta you just gotta enjoy it, honestly. Like and anything to beat LeBron, so I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah, like LeBron said, not getting fun. suspended. That was brutal. Yeah, but they the lost rules. Anyway. Yeah, but that's one game also. Yeah. I know. You don't think he's going to get it going, but no, the I fact do. that the NBA players have two separate rules for depending what your last name is. Uh joke of a league in my opinion. Let's uh let's keep it fair out there. Ooh, rhymed. Yeah. Well, wow, taking <laughs> shots at Adam Silva. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. If he ever hears this, bring it Adam. I'm right we're here. Going for <laughs> I should tag, tag him on it. I, yeah, I think we're probably good on Adam Silver getting uh, a listen on the podcast. But <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely locked into a listen. You're right. <laughs> before, before we move on to baseball, I got a little trivia for you guys. And since I brought up LeBron. So LeBron has averaged 25 points or more per season for 17 individual seasons. Okay. God. There are four other players who have averaged 25 points or more. For a minimum of 12 seasons, who are they? For a minimum of 12 seasons, four of them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, There's a few obvious ones, you would think. MJ? Let's go with yeah, MJ. Yeah, that's one. That's one. Let's Drained go it. with... Harden probably never did it. Well, not 12 times. Yeah, How many points one. again? 25. Five? For 12 another, seasons. I mean, okay. There's Another one. All right, so Kobe opinion, Bryant. Yeah, there Kobe. we go. There we go. Okay. So we got uh, MJ Kobe. Yep. Two uh, more. One one you should definitely get. The best basketball player of all time, Larry Bird. No. That's no. dumb. Um, is so, anybody uh, still playing? One guy is still playing. All right, so Kevin Durant. Yes. Durant. Well done. Three, um, three out of four. One guy left. There's one guy left. You You should get this guy. And he doesn't play anymore, so he's an older guy. No, no, he um, doesn't play anymore. Um, Carl Malone? Yes. The mailman. Show credibility. Four for I, four. Guy was never good on Sunday. Mailman doesn't play nice. Sunday, guys. So, <laughs> so it's Kobe, um, Durant, MJ. Carl Malone, MJ, 
Yeah. Yep. That's and it. LeBron. And, LeBron, and LeBron. Well, LeBron did it 17 times. So. Yeah, I don't know the individuals of each guy how long they did it, but it was just minimum of 12. Okay. Any crazy question? Real, so. real good question. Yeah, it's a trivia. Yeah, What's up, trivia credit, guy. Uh, credit Stump Rothenberg. I have to best trivia best sports day. segment on T well on radio should be on TV. Anything to get more Dave Rothenberg. Besides uh, fun facts with Franny. Yep. That's Ben Stump Rothenberg. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get into a little bit of uh, Mets and Yankees. A lot went on this week with both of those teams. And we got to keep it quick here. So let's let's move right along. You want to start with – You want to start with the Mets? You want to start with the Yanks? What do you want to do? Uh, let's start with the Mets. Actually, let's, wait a minute. Oh, Before we do that, there's another playoff team going on. And we need to give the Islanders their. Due. <laughs> so we're just 180. So we're just. Uh, I was yeah. wild. Okay. We, well, we have to. We have. I thought to. we uh, closed. There's a lot the going Islanders. on in baseball, but there's a lot of baseball season left, and the Islanders got a pivotal game five coming up. So let's turn it <sighs> over to Josh McDowell. Yep. Hi guys, yeah. Mr. Um, himself. So my thoughts on this series so far. Uh, game we you know the last podcast was right before game one. Um, a lot of back and forth between these teams. More, more the Penguins responding. Islanders get a lead in that game. Uh, it happened a lot in game three where they would either answer back, tie the game. Pittsburgh answers right back. Whether it's bad goaltending, bad defensive coverage, it's been a combination. I thought, especially game three, uh, Varlamov got a lot of crap for that, but I also felt like it. the defense did not help at all. Um, so... That's been the story to me. I'm not really impressed with Pittsburgh overall in the series. I think that if the Islanders play like they did in game four, where they dictated the game, it was Barry Trotz style where defense led to offense. Um, great coverage. Sorokin didn't really get tested too much. I don't think, but he made all the saves he had to make. Um, I think if the Islanders show up and play that way, there's no reason they can't win the series. Um, but I guess we can go over game four since it's the most recent one. Um, Before you say this, it's the uh, one that you enjoyed the most. I just want to throw this uh, you Go over them all. I don't care. <laughs> so so they've played four games. Correct. Right. Yeah. Sorokin starting two of them. And they've won two. And, and they've won started. both games that Sorokin has started. Mm-hmm. Not so saying that, that Barley's so. looked terrible. No, he did look terrible game three. Yes. I, yes, I'm a okay. I'm a goaltender apologist. Like I usually blame defensive more than goaltending, but there were a lot where he should have stepped up and made a save in that game, and he didn't. So, is your question: Should Sorokin play the rest of the way? He should play the rest of the he way. He should at least he should play loses. game five. Yeah, and if he gets smoked tonight, then maybe you think about going to Varlamov. I think game two he made the change because. Um, you know, Varlamov's the veteran. He had a great year. He's going to be a Vezina finalist. He probably won't win it, but seven shutouts. It's his net. But also, I think after game three, Barry's like, okay, time to switch it up because he didn't play well. The team hasn't really played well in front of him. I don't know what that is about. Um, so, yeah, you go with uh, – and I, I like to say Mr. Sherwin's first name. You know, it's, it's like Ilya, but I go, Ilya! And I scream it as loud as I can because I get pumped up. Um, um, yeah, but, that'll wake you up, man, bro. <laughs> but like you were saying, but like you were saying last week, um, what did I say? Marley I won the job basically. Yeah. You know, and it was his net to lose. Mm-hmm. And what I think 
what I've seen is he's lost the net. I think Sorokin for, right now for game five. Yes, he's lost the game. Uh, he's lost the net. And you go with Sorokin right now. Sorokin. So Josh looked conf- confident in there. You uh, you mentioned that you wanted him to get. You're fine with him getting in there game two and all that, and he earned it throughout the season, this or that, but is it possible, I, I don't think they would make this mistake, but is it possible they rushed him back, not rushed him back, but he, he was a little bit more banged up than they thought because he Maybe. is better than the way he's played in the two games yeah. that he played. So, I, I I mean, the fact that he couldn't play game one but could play two days later, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, uh, that's a little suspect to me, and, and I do, going all the way back to Francis's point, I agree. Play him until he loses because if he wins game five, then you know what? Give him game six. And if he wins game six, you win the series. However, if you get slacked in game five, you're facing elimination and go with the veteran. Yeah. Or if you, you win five, lose six, then game seven, you go with the guy, the veteran again. So I think, uh, yeah, I agree I'm hoping answer. he didn't rush him back too early um, because there was no reason to. Sorokin played right. well in game one. Um, I would have started Sorokin game two, but I am not the third most winning coach of all time. So I'm hoping he didn't, uh, you know, I'm hoping Varlamov wasn't like lying or saying I'm okay. And Barry decided to go with him. He wanted to be in there. Barry relies on veterans. That's the way he coaches. Um, You saw it a lot during the year with Wallstrom. He was in and out of the lineup and Wallstrom kind of had to play his way into earning a spot now. Um, So, yeah, I think, I think you go – I mean, you got to go Sorokin tonight. He was very good in game four. Um, game three, Varlamov wasn't as good. But game two, Varlamov gave up, gave up that early bad goal through his glove, but he shut them down the rest of the way. He made like 43 saves. He kept them in the game. They scored one goal, and that's the problem with the Islanders a lot. If they yeah. score one goal, you know, they're not going to win because obviously you scored one goal, but – that happens way too much with them. They're too inconsistent offensively. And I'm looking at number 13, fucking Matt Barzell. Everyone wants to treat him like a superstar. He's not a superstar because superstars make superstar. other players better. He needs people to make him better. Anders Lee got hurt. His season went to crap. And who who thought Anders Lee propped up that guy so much? Um, but, yeah, he's mm-hmm. not a superstar. And I know Brendan he's Burke no McDavid. He's no McDavid. He's no Crosby. He's no Drysaddle. He's no name any other superstar. Matthews. Marner, he's not Matthews. Matthews. He's a um, he's a he's a great player. Yeah. You could be a great player and not a superstar. I think today yeah. in today's society, we have gotten way too comfortable with just naming people superstars across all sports. Oh, he's a superstar. He's just mm-hmm. he's not a superstar. No, he's not a superstar. The superstar is elite of the elite. That's what it means to be a superstar. He could be an all star. He could be a great player. But and that's not an insult. No, it's but not. That's what they are, and and, and you're dead right. Anders Lee getting to the net, catching mm-hmm. bodies, creating contact on him, drawing defenders, opened up so much ice yeah. for Barzell. And so much. And he would going, go in the corners too, not just to yeah, add on to your point. Him he would go the in the corners. No, I mean so, Leo's trying to do that, but Leo's not a Leo shouldn't he's not be as there. good. And people want to not as good. He shouldn't be on that line, but it's kind of like your middle six is clicking the. Uh, Nelson and Pajot lines are doing okay. The fourth line kind of just stays the way it is. Um, and they've been pretty good this series, except game one and two. They were eh, but they picked it up a little bit lately. Um, Clutterbuck had two goals in game three. Um, not that they were pretty goals, but he got them. Hey, goals are really, goals. Yeah. So I think the Islanders 
they need and Barzala two assists in the third. He made some good passes, um, but the, there were two prime examples in the second period of that game where he's in the slot all alone and he could just take a shot and he tries to make like these pass through a couple of Penguin defenders to get. It's like I don't know if he's lacking confidence or he's just not. Maybe he's hurt. I don't know what his problem is, but he, you want to be the best offensive player on this team, you got to shoot there and. You know, he's got a decent enough shot. He's not, you know, he doesn't have Ovechkin shot, but he's got a decent enough shot. Just get to the net, shot. good things happen. Yeah, that's what happened in, with sometimes. Pulak's goal and Wallstrom's goal. Like, it hit off Penguins and went like, well, who cares? It's in the net. Shoot the puck, Matt. Be confident no, in yourself. absolutely. He drives absolutely. me nuts. But, um, and Eberle has been not good either. Um, and that guy's been a ghost in the playoffs a lot, except that Pittsburgh series a few years back and against Florida last year in the bubble. He played really well. But other than that, that guy just disappears. He's way too inconsistent. Um, but I lo- I'm loving what the Nelson line is bringing. I'm loving what Pajot is bringing. Uh, kind of electric that line. And Palmieri's, you know, he had a good game one. Palmieri's more of like a a grinding player. Like he yeah, gets he in is. people's faces. I didn't, you know, yeah. I didn't he notice that as replace- much in New Jersey, but – he was to replace the Anders Lee role. Yeah, like, and I don't like, know why Barry never the, did that. No, wow. me neither. Get in, the, get in the corner, like you said, grit it out, but just has a wicked shot. Like, he has the ability to score just like Lee does, but he's not afraid to hit. He's not afraid to mix it up. Yeah. He's not afraid to go into the dirty areas, whether it's the front of the net or the corners. I mean, he's a good player. He's a really good player, actually. That, yeah. that, that's a good move. I'd like to have him back. I, the Islanders cap situation's a mess, but that's for a later time. Um, one thing I noticed about Pittsburgh, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, you can get under their skin so easily, mm-hmm. so easily. Letang took like two or three dumb penalties in game, uh, yeah. four so Malkin took it. They're just, and the Islanders know that because back even in 2013 when they lost in six, but they get under, and I think the Coliseum crowd, another shout out. They were very loud. I was just um, going to say that the good bar job. has been rocking. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird how they're doing it with the vaccinated sections, and yeah. they showed like a a, a crowd shot, and it's like half the building. It reminds me of the old days. Uh, like half the <laughs> building was uh, full, half was empty. But you know, on TV you could hear um, you can hear them chanting. Uh, Islanders fans love doing that. The goaltender chant, eh, whatever. The Jari chant <laughs> was out in full force, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we have game five tonight uh, in Pittsburgh. I expect Pittsburgh to look a lot Prediction. better. I predict they're gonna they're gonna win an I OT. I want to score. I want to score. Four three overtime. Who's your hero? Uh, I'm going with Anthony Beauvillier because he has been a guy this series that's had a ton of chances. He did mm-hmm. score a power play goal in game three, but he could have four or five goals this series ready. He's playing really well. He's skating well. He's on the four check. Um, I love what that line is bringing. Uh, people like to get on Josh Bailey a lot. Um, he's a playoff big time player and always does well in the playoffs. So I love what that Absolutely. line is bringing. And I'm going with that as my prediction for tonight. Anthony, let's hear right. your prediction. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got a four, two Pittsburgh win. Shit. I, there's just, they're at home. <laughs> I don't think they're going to lose two in a row. I could definitely see them losing. The Islanders do play well, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play both sides. I'm going four two Pittsburgh win. Uh, I got Crosby ha- putting getting at least two points one way or another, and Pittsburgh power play 
showing up tonight for some he's reason. Been, That's um, what I'm feeling. He's been he had a good game one, but they've been shutting him down. Yo, yeah, yeah, that I honestly think that's why they're getting under their skin so easily. Malkin's been frustrated too, and that's why game three hurts so much because they, sh- ah, they sh- slow start, but they they fought back and they just couldn't get a save. Pittsburgh kept coming back, answering. It was a lot of like that Tanev goal, just like bounced off. He batted it in. Like, <clears throat> Tan- Tanev has been all over you guys. Yeah, he all he's a, over you he's guys. He's a good good player um, yes he is franny what do you think what do you got so i wish i kind of went before anthony because i kind of <laughs> had the same, i kind of had the same thing i said i was gonna say that i got like a four nothing pittsburgh win i got wow. four nothing huh yeah i got crosby just coming out and just Assholes. dominating um yeah well i hope you're both fucking wrong and uh <laughs> oh man yeah uh, but back to what you were saying about anthony bavillier how about that 2015 draft class though like we were, I was talking about, I was talking about with Joe yesterday, and that was like the McDavid, the Eichel, the Strom, mm-hmm. um, and Bavilia was in that math. I was in that Barzell draft. too. Yeah, and Barzell too. So and, the the Bruins had three picks in a row that year before the Islanders went, and they skipped on Barzell three times. I think they took DeBrusque, who's okay. Uh, yeah, he's okay. He's not great though. He's okay. Z- Zaboral, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's he's pretty a good defenseman. He's all right. And then he's I don't young. remember the third guy, but I don't even think he's in the league right now. Zachary Senenshin. Yeah, Senenshin. Whatever uh, his name is, yeah. And then Barzell went after. Barzell went after. And then Garth, We, you know, Islanders fans love to bash Garth Snow, but look at this team. A lot of it's Garth Snow. Um, he made a trade. He traded Griffin Reinhardt, which is one of his busts that he took a few years oh. earlier, to Edmonton and got back in the first round to take Beauvillier. That's how they got him. So that was a good first round for the Islanders, obviously. Two huge mm-hmm. parts of their offense. Um, so, yeah, we got game five tonight, and let's hope the, the boys show up. At least I hope. I don't know what you two hope. But <laughs> yeah, I hope Crosby sh- and the boys show shit. up. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, Crosby uh, definitely show up. <laughs> you might right. have a hat trick tonight. Just saying. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> I'm calling that right now. All right. Wow. We'll, uh, we'll, re- we'll revisit that next week. Let's see if you're right. <laughs> um, all right. And then baseball. So, what do you want to start? Mets, Yanks. Hit on uh, the Mets first. Yeah. Let's start All on right. the Mets first because yeah. how the hell is this team in first place? <clears throat> they, they have six, looked terrible. They have 16 guys on the IL. Yeah. 16. Yeah, it's hard to win games like that. What the fuck? Um, but you get DeGrom back on Tuesday. I think that's that what is nice. DeGrom is Tuesday. So, the, I was reading – somebody was tweeting like – so, DeGrom – uh, back Tuesday, J.D. Davis might be back by the weekend. Seth Lugo could be the beginning of June. And Noah could be mid-June. But those are the only four that are technically, like, on rehab assignments. Um, McNeil, Conforto, Alonzo. I could name the whole team. would be here all day. But they're not really, like, close or they're not saying that they're close. Just um, having no pitching staff right now for the Mets has been – Every yeah, every other day they got to do a bullpen game. It sucks because then you see Lucchesi just starting games Uh, where you just look at him and you're like, "What?" what He actually pitched well the other day, but yeah, I'm sick of hearing the churv. (laughs) Stop saying churv. Okay, but all that being said, though, all that being said, the Mets have something special right now. Like you can just tell that the way that the players are interacting in the clubhouse and the feel that they have while you watch them play with that passion and everything on the field. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of mojo that's going on in Queens and 
it's it, they're feeding off of each other and they're playing for each other and they and they love being and a part of it. I and when teams act like that and yeah. play like that, they find ways to win games. It doesn't matter if they've got a mash unit as a as a roster. Hmm. They're figuring it out. I think they're, they're playing winning for their, games. Their, their careers too. Sucks. That's what I was just gonna say. I think I think the Met, the reason why the Mets are playing like they are right now is just because of like Josh was just saying, they're playing for their spots. Basically, they're playing for their careers. John, the guys, that you, guys that you see in this, for his life. Guys that you see in this lineup, and it's just like, uh, well, why why would they be starting right now? Like, why would they be you? playing? And it's like they're getting the job done because they know that they have to and yeah. try to make a name for themselves. And mm-hmm. you know that's what they're doing. Like the like the whole bench mob, you know they're called the bench mob for a reason. It's the whole team now, and it's just that yeah, it's just everybody. They're just they're plugging these guys into play, and they're doing a good job. They're like you said, they're still in first place. Yeah. I don't think that division is playing to their expectations of what they should be. Um, the I, don't, I just don't know if the teams are good besides Atlanta. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Washington is good. I think they struck lightning in a bottle when they won the World Series. They're, I don't think they're good. Uh, the Marlins <laughs> overperformed last year. And they're fine. The Marlins are not really necessarily underachieving. They're just not a good team. They're not. The, they're a few years away. The Marlins. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Phillies are about a 500 team, give or take a few games either way. Cause that's what they always are. And the Braves, I think, are really playing bad. Uh, the Braves will eventually turn around and yes, that'll be the Mets will. competition. Mm-hmm. So the Mets have to try and gave off the Braves for now. And then when they get healthy, hopefully they're still in a position to either still be in first place or in striking distance. Yeah, those Mets fans. I would agree. For me, I hope they plummet. Well, that's weird. <laughs> don't we bad, all? You're just a bad person. Um, <laughs> but no, they're. I think yeah, I was. They're playing for their job. Fargus, uh, Jake Hager, Khalil Lee, Brandon Drury got like these guys are either never there has been there never was they're just they shouldn't. It's the Syracuse Mets right now. That it's the <laughs> that? team. How's Yankee legend Cameron Maven been for you? Oh guys? my god, that he's the worst guy. <laughs> I saw I <laughs> saw somebody, somebody tweeted something out yesterday and it was the funniest thing that I saw. And it was like, um, the Mets got Cameron Maven for a dollar and they still overpaid him. And like they still overpaid for him. <laughs> and I was oh just laughing god. so hard. He, he was so good on the Yankees. Yeah. Well, he was he, a spark plug on the Yankees because he wasn't a starter. It's been a few he didn't yeah, need to start. And um, now he's just – I feel like he's got not, like, a lot of pressure on him, but he, was, he came in he and now he's got to perform. He was, he was batting third the other day, I saw. When's the last Dude, time he got the that first, bat? The, the first, first game that he game, played. He was batting third. And oh. so the regulars, you have Lindor, Smith, and McCann, who I guess is the starter, but Nito's been a lot better. Um, and he yeah, started and to get all, more and playing none time. none of those guys are really performing so, that well. All right, Lindor, I, I'm not – you know, I'm still trying to figure out if I like him or not. Um, he has you been have hitting. No choice. Yeah, I got him for the next 15, <laughs> the DiPietro contract. Uh, <laughs> but he's been hitting. I think I saw yesterday 275 in his last 12. So that's better. But he's not like yeah, driving but... the ball. He's not hitting home runs because he is a. Home... I mean, he's hit 30 home runs a few times in his career. Like the ball's say... changed, and the stadium is. Well, the... It's not easy to hit home oh, runs. Oh my field. god! No, How I know. different is this game right now? How it's different is this the game of baseball? I was messed... talking about it um, yesterday with, or two days ago with with somebody um, that I was out with, and we were just like basically talking about how different the game is now. And if you were a if you weren't a baseball fan like 
to start or like if you weren't like us not who sit down and game. watch you know different games it's the most boring thing to watch yes and you wonder why young people don't want to watch it because exactly. it's either strikeout home run walk like there's no action there's no the the exciting part about baseball is when the ball's put in play and a player has to make a play or it's in the gap and the guy's running from first to home or whatever. Like that's the exciting part of the game and it's being taken away. And now you messed with the balls a few years ago to make more home runs. Then it was too much. So now you have to make it, uh, you have to de-juice the ball. So now it's all, all they had now you're do. talking about, I'm not done. They're talking about moving the mound backs. <laughs> they're, they're ruining the sport and it drives me insane. Go ahead. Talk. All they had to do was, not dejuice the players. Just let them keep doing using steroids. Yeah, that was and, the most and, fun. <laughs> and then the baseball would have never had to change. Yeah, it would have never had to change. If a it. major league player wanted to inject himself with steroids, what do I care? You know, if they wanted to do it, then let him. If they don't want to do it, then that's their choice. Also, they they saw what how popular baseball was at that time period, and when they bit, cracked down on steroids, they're like, oh crap we got to do something and then like you said which sparked the interruption was they juiced the base they juiced the baseballs but if they just let the players be juiced and let them all go into the hall of fame instead of trying to erase 20 years of baseball uh plus we would be fine plus the sport was probably more fun back then let's all admit it the sport was so much more fun the fact that people like pedro martinez was putting up like a one era against these juiced out steroid guys that just shows how good he is, right? It was more fun. Home run race, and, that brought back baseball. After the 94 strike, ticket sales were down. McGuire, Sosa, they brought this game back. And then Barry Bonds go, doing what he did. And then – and everybody knew what was happening. You don't think yeah. Bud Selig knew? The owners, the writers, everybody knew they were injecting themselves like crazy. And they didn't care because the money was coming. And then all of a sudden – how entertaining was it now. to watch? Yes, it was so much fun. So – Anyway, off, off and, and say box. what you want. <laughs> say what you want. Speaking of fun, Trevor Bauer is good for baseball. You might not like his personality, yes, and he might not be your baseball. cup of tea, but he is good for baseball, and he absolutely gets it, and he gets the marketing part of the game. He gets trying to appeal to younger fans, and he he gets that it's supposed to be a game and fun, not this all buttoned up, Tony La Russa. Oh, we can't yeah, swing. We, can, like, we could go like, to that. Let's talk about that for mean, a sec. Meanwhile, your, your mean Mercedes – is trying like he's probably never had a big contract. He's having the no. best year of his life. He's twenty eight, and, and and every yeah exactly. But when he goes to arbitration, you know what matters? Every single home run, well, every yeah, single I'm RBI. Right. They're not going to say, "Oh, you hit that one up eleven nothing on a three zero count off a it, third baseman." <laughs> look, the uh, the only, yeah when the first of all when the you want to talk about embarrassing the game when the other team starts putting position players into pitch, that's embarrassing. It's yeah. fun though, so I like it. But still, play the game. I'm all for not stealing. I'm all, I'm all for I'm all for that. Not trying to stretch the extra base, but you know what? As long as the other team's still trying to hit home runs, you might as well too, because we've seen leads evaporate. But the only yeah. thing that I would agree with is if he did give him the sign to take, and he didn't look at the sign, you still you still got to take the sign. You still got to take the sign. I'm fine with swinging. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all that. But if you get the sign to take, well, you can't ignore your manager. You just got to. You, you can't ignore your a separate manager. Issue of. Okay, now you're ignoring the manager and ignoring signs. That that's different than the unwritten exactly. rules of baseball. Mm-hmm. Like yes, because that's fun. Yerman, he's 28 years old. He's been a career minor leaguer. He's got this opportunity. He's making the most of it. Absolutely. And the fact that he's uppity. Oh, the unwritten rules of shut up, shut up, shut your mouth. 
Like it's, it's fun. Yeah. Home runs. They're, they're fun. Yes. We, I, I know me and Amber, I, Francis, I think too, likes more of a, a small ball, you know, hit the ball in the gap, running the bases type of game, but home runs are also fun. And he's trying to make a living and Tony La Russa, go away. Like, calm down. I know he missed the sign, but let's relax a little bit. And then the twins threw at him the next game and that guy got suspended like four games. Yep. Uh, Duffy, yep. I believe. Tyler Duffy, yeah. yeah. Tyler Duffy. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> we kind of also and I don't care what your opinion is if you're Tony La Russa. I don't care what your opinion is. If somebody throws at your player, you have your players back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he doubled down after that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was that could create something in the locker room for them. That was horrifying. They have a good young team, but I don't know. They did just get swept by the Spanks. Yeah, I mean, when you're hot, you're hot though, and the Yankees (laughs) pitching is hot. Before we dive in, before we dive into into the Yanks, let's just uh, let's say this about recap on the Mets. Uh, Mets playing tonight, seven ten against Colorado, uh, in Flushing. It's going to be Austin Gomber versus David Peterson. Woo! Um, lineups are not out yet, so eh, you won't recognize the Mets one. I'll tell you that. Who's but, going to uh, be playing in that Mets lineup? But... Who knows? Maybe I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, to wrap it up quick, they they're in first somehow. They're competing. They're kind of fun to watch because of the unknown, but. You're also waiting for like the other shoe to drop a little bit and mm-hmm. just for them to go on like a horrible stretch. Hopefully they get start getting some guys back. Um, but they are competing and with this lineup, that's all you can really ask for right now. Just stay afloat. Hopefully Lindor gets hot, Dom Smith gets hot because they're healthy right now. You get some guys back and you can and just the bench players more. doing their yeah. playing their role and doing their thing. Um so yeah, let's uh let's move on to the New York Yankees who had just swept the Chicago White Sox in three over the weekend. Um, I'll turn it over to the Yankee fans here. What are your thoughts? Go ahead, Ant. Let's over to you. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to what we were talking about last week, and they're starting pitching just absolutely dominating and being the reason why they're in, in the race. Uh, I mean, they're a half game out behind the Red Sox and the Rays, have been uh, red a, hot the Rays. Yeah, no, the whole the whole division is great. They have a huge series coming up with Toronto, so it, the, there's nothing not to like about the way that they're pitching. And I mean, Chapman finally gave up a, a run yesterday, but they bounced back, got the yeah, win for that was him, huge. Which which he which he, he I mean he deserved to not just get a blown save and a possible loss, whatever. He's been so good, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Granted, they. They didn't. They didn't drive the in any run or anything like that. It was a walk off walk. Which, hey, who would you cares? believe? Yeah, no. But would you believe that's the first walk off of Aaron Judge's career? Wasn't that like the first at bat he's had in the ninth inning when they were down or tied? I thought I read that. That somewhere. I don't know. That, that, that I like don't an know incredible either. stat. That's, that's like, wild. But yeah, his first walk off, walk off walk. Hey. Yeah. You take and, that. Well, let's just let's just let's just talk about the way that they've been winning games. It hasn't all been the home run or nothing. They've been putting the ball in play, mm-hmm. making things happen, just like we were talking about. Like yesterday, the way that they got going was just a ground ball back to Keiko, and he made an error, which he never does. But I hate that guy, so thank God. And they got the ball rolling, and then they put a. Glaber Torres has been hitting everything since he's been back since from been uh, back, COVID. I mean, insane. it's not his power numbers aren't there, but who cares? His average has been insane. He's picking up three hits a night, and he's driving he, in and runs. That's what baseball is. They're, they're they're putting the ball in play and they're scoring runs. And not for nothing. Before I turn it over to Francis, Andrew Hart has been so much better in left field. He made a really nice catch yesterday. 
he's he's definitely starting to hit the ball a little bit with consistent at bats, but they're going to need to either acquire an outfielder or just keep running out Anduar because with Hicks out and oh god forbid Lemaire went down, they're going <laughs> to can't lose Lemaire. <laughs> well, he's already out. He's out. So he's they, gone. He's, what? Yeah, so He'll they, never be here. Yeah. So That's they're hard. running. They're running out of options in the outfield. So if they don't acquire one, there's Hopefully we see Floreal or we just keep giving Andrew Hart at bats because I still believe in that guy. Or you put Gardner third and let him play every day. No. Hitman. So so back so back to the whole Glaber Torres thing. Um Glaber Torres in his five games since being back from his second COVID stint or whatever. Um he's nine for fifteen, which is a six hundred average, and he's got eight RBI. Wait, wait, wait. Is that is this a Franny fun fact? No, this isn't a pretty fun fact. But we're I was not just, there yet. Let no, me we know. Just talking, I'm getting yeah, pumped. We were just talking about uh, since we were just talking about Glaber and how and how well he's been playing since he's been back. I mean, I didn't know. He, I didn't know Glaber Day was coming early this year. Yeah. Well, oh, it's every day. In Glaber Week, right? Um, but how often, um, as being uh, like a, a diehard Yankee fan like myself and like Anthony, and I'm going to ask you this question: Is how great is this pitching staff? Mm-hmm. right now it's it, how it often I, do you see a no hitter and then a guy come back the next day throw seven shutout innings and it's and then shoot. the next day yeah and then the next day Jordan Montgomery does the same thing All and everybody has been great. and everybody has been on him for not pitching well and um, I think I talked about it last week about how he doesn't throw the ball hard he's a lefty thumber who just mixes well uh, usually, and if he misses, it's going to get hit because he doesn't throw hard. Um, I like he, Jordan Montgomery. Me too. Uh, but if, he mixes, if he mixes his stuff up and he and he pitches the corners and he spots up, he's a very tough guy to hit against. He's tall. He's lengthy. You know, he's got a good changeup. He's got a good breaking ball. Um, and if he can dot up that fastball, even if it is 93-94, if he moves it well, he moves it in and out uh, with a little two-seam on it, um, he's a very tough guy to hit. And the Yankees pitching staff, you cannot say anything bad about them right now. They had 30 scoreless innings in a row by their starters. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's incredible. Over the co- course of four starts, that's incredible. But I, I almost feel like we're not – we're just glossing over the fact that Kluber threw a no-hitter. Yep. And I almost feel like we've been desensitized to oh it gosh. just with the amount of no-hitters there have been in baseball. So it's almost – not as impressive, but you, but he was impressive. I he's mean, back. He the had one, is back. No, he had one walk. He had perfect game yep. stuff. And that walk, there was that one pitch that really I thought was a strike, but it was borderline, and, and it, it was fine. It, you know, it, it was what it was. And he, they got the walk, and then he just continued to dominate. But let's, let's, just, let's just not gloss over the fact that what he did was, was still historic. It was still great. The Yankees haven't thrown a no-hitter since, what, David Wells? Boomer. Yeah. I think it was David Wells. So, yep. so it was, it was nice. It was, it was nice to see that. And then the next day they followed up with a triple play that, I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. the odds of that. But no hitter, a triple play and a walk off win all in have a week. Yeah. All, have in a week. week. Yeah. all in a week. And a um, sweep of the White Sox. Huge. Yep. But Kluber is definitely, you know, you're watching the first few starts and you're like, Oh God, I don't know if uh, he might be done. Like he just, I, his fastball velocity was a little down. He he was nibbling a lot. Like he was, I don't know if he was scared to throw strikes or whatever. He was relying a lot on his curveball and slider that he couldn't really control. But you know, those first few starts had to get comfortable. You know, 
but if you watched really pitched every pitch, a lot either. Lately. If you watched every pitch, well, the last time he pitched was the one inning that he threw for Texas. Right. So it's been like two years. Yeah. Um, but if you watched his no hitter and how dominant he was with that slider, that slider yeah. was that had so much break on it. I mean, the bite to it, it was starting, you know, on the inner half of the corner and it would end up in the lefty's batter's box to a righty. Yeah. And just, you know, he knew what he was doing and I mean, if you listen to his his post game uh, interview, he's a he's a man of very few words. Yeah, it would have put um, you to sleep. He doesn't smile. And that was no, the first time I've ever seen him smile. He doesn't. And they were showing him like in the dugout, like during the whole thing, and uh, he was like talking with Higgy about it. And um, Higgy was like, you could saw you could like see he was trying to make him laugh and everything, and like he would crack a smile here or there. And then in like the post game interview, um, they were asking him, and they were like. Uh, when did you realize, you know, that you had the no hitter going? When did it start becoming a thing? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, that's stuff I don't really even think about. I just go out there and throw. Do your job. Like, yeah. That's why his nickname is Cluebot. He's yeah, robotic. Exactly. That's he what really, he is. Yeah, no he personality. Really is. He really is. Just but, real quick. Quick, like, yeah, just speaking no, of a guy quick. with personality, I'm watching MLB Central, and Fernando Tatis is the last five games. Oh, you just saw that. Yeah. Thirteen of nineteen, hitting six eighty four. Five homers, fourteen RBIs. Are you kidding me? He's yeah, but he's, he's not f- in New York, so nobody really cares. Yeah, um, cares? yeah, have but yeah, he, no, he, is, he is. He's special. He's a special. No, he's the want. best, probably the best player in the game, and he's the most fun. So he's. But we can jump. We can jump right into Franny Fun Facts right now. Um, let's oh, go. Yeah. Since we're <laughs> since we're talking since we're talking Yankees pitching staff. So before last night's game, um, the last four before last night's game, um. The Yankees won two nothing the first one, the second one another two nothing win, a two one win, and then a seven nothing win. It's the third time in franchise history the Yankees have allowed just one run over a four game span. They wow. did it in April two thousand and two and May nineteen thirty two. So that is incredible. There's Damn. the Franny fun fact of the day. Um, that just shows how good they've been. That just goes to show how great their pitching staff is. I think they're first in every st- statistic. And last night, Tyon threw very well also. I know he only threw five innings. Um, but yeah, I think he had five five or six strikeouts. Um, but he threw he threw the ball well yesterday. If he's going to be got? your five starter, yeah. if he's going to be your number five, Jameson Tyon, good. then you're in good shape. And let's not forget, Severino is coming back. And, like, you don't know what you're going to get from him. You don't. But if he gives you three quarters of what he was in 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. – that, I mean, and you slot him in at like three behind Kluber. That's mm-hmm. good pitching. Staff. That's that's something. But also, and, so they're fact, off tonight, right? Oh, Yanks are yeah, off tonight. They got, and they got the Blue Jays mm-hmm. coming up. All right. Yep. Yep. Fun Met fact for you, Josh. Ooh. Uh, the Mets are two and ten, second worst record against National League teams above five hundred. There you go. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, sh- shut up. Um, we got the Rockies, so hopefully they win those under five, <laughs> under five hundred, baby, and <laughs> beat up on the shitty teams. Um, so yeah, I think we, I think we did it. Yep, I think we just co- we covered everything today. Um, we talked, you know, big playoff series, obviously for the Knicks and the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, Mets are the Mets right now, and that's what they're doing. Um, <laughs> The Yankees are playing great baseball all around. Um, 
So that being said though, only the Mets are in first out of those two teams. Yes, yes, they are. Um, but that's going to season ended today. That's going to do it for today, <laughs> today's episode. Um, I made a Twitter account for us. It is well, let me plug the the Twitter. So if you have any, you know, fun facts or you have any trivia questions that you want us to answer. Um, you can uh, at me on Twitter. It's States Sports Try, all one word. Um, T-R-I. T-R-I, yeah. Try. And uh, like I said, if you want to DM me questions, you want to at me on Twitter, um, give us some trivia or fun facts for our next episode coming up. Yeah, um, and Franny's been doing a great job with the Twitter. I'm sure he'll interact with you, um, talk some shit, maybe. Who yeah, knows? I try. You know, I try to. I try to. You know, interact with everybody who who you know talks to us on Twitter. I try to give the updates during the games and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been trying to stay, you know, pretty active with it. Um, next week we're gonna try to shoot for Sunday again. Um, we'll talk again more Islanders. It Not might be a, a, a duo. Because I might, I'm away next week, so it might just okay, be. Okay, so yeah, so it might just it might be, be a heavy Yankee and Nick podcast. Well, <laughs> if the Islanders could be eliminated by then. We'll call yeah, you. That. So yeah, yeah, can you can call that. me for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they won't but, be. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so next week we'll talk a little bit more. Um, we're gonna have a, a guest on in two weeks. Uh, you know, we'll fill him in a, a little more about him next week. Yeah, um, baby. So it's gonna be our first guest. I'm excited, but. Yeah, baby. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? No, I think we did a good job. We're pretty smart, good-looking people. Uh, <laughs> you should follow us. And, uh, you know, let's go Islanders. Let's go Knicks. Let's go Mets. Hope the Yankees. Eh, <laughs> no, <laughs> hope they right. keep well, playing uh, well because yeah. it's fun. Hopefully uh, on Sunday when we – or, you know, whenever we do our, our next show, we'll, yep. we'll talk Islanders moving, moving on. Mm, and hopefully the Knicks are – Leading. In all honesty, in all honesty, I have to root for the Islanders a little bit longer because the more they win, the more we get to talk hockey, and I love talking yes. hockey. Yes, and the more you lo- and the more you get to watch Josh Bailey play, and you love that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, all right, we good. Yep. Till next week. Yeah, see, see you guys, guys next week. Bye.